What's up, everyone? Got a full house tonight for this episode. I am joined by Ryan. I am joined by Joel, and and I am joined by Christian. Full house. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm I'm loving this game right now. I'm I'm living right now. <laughs> hey, it's almost Friday. I'm doing pretty good. Ryan, living the American dream, like Gardner fucking Minshew. Uh, Joel, we'll, we'll start with you since we're almost at halftime in the, in the Packers Eagles game. That's a Zachary touchdown. No, that's a Goddard. Oh, oh. (laughs) I mean, that's good for me because Green Bay's defense is losing some points, but yeah, I'm living. (laughs) I mean, Devontae Adams, 22 points. I think that's the most points he scored than all three weeks together. I don't know. Maybe, but probably I'm just waiting for Rogers to to throw one, but (laughs) Hey, one step at a time, you know? Yeah. I mean, be completely honest. Cause obviously hindsight's 2020 Devontae Adams is having a great week this week. He'll probably be a top wide receiver when it's all said and done. How worried were you about Devontae Adams through the first three weeks? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I was, I thought it would be better than this, but I was also somewhat expecting. I mean, I knew I was looking at schedules and right, you know, different coach and the Bears different scheme. And like, right. yeah, I knew it would take a while to get things going. Um, so whatever. Hey, better late than never, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right. So because this is our technically. Uh, post waiver episode we've got to do some cleanup a lot of moves going on um so much so that it doesn't even fit on if you scroll back it doesn't even fit there's more that go past that but we'll start with the big ones uh ryan's with us and he went all out to cover his ass for the bye week and he dropped 18 dollars on will disley who's looking like a pretty much every week start um so Good for Ryan. Uh, after this bid, $12 in Kyle Allen. Don't know why, but he did. <laughs> um, ben, ben, Lambert. <laughs> ben Lamb dropped 9 bucks on Danny Dimes uh, to fix his uh, quarterback situation. He has a love-hate relationship with Jimmy G. Adds him, drops him, adds him, drops him. Uh, Tucker with the big addition of the week, 33 bucks for Wayne Gallman while Saquon's out. And then that's pretty much it. Uh, and then we get to Ryan again, Ryan Tucker, make the big deal of the week. Ryan acquires Alshon and Philip Lindsay in exchange for Didi and George Kittle. So Ryan, obviously everything kind of centers around you this week. Not only do you drop big bucks on Will Disley, you turn that into trading your, Keeper tight end with huge upside. Granted, he's had a down first three weeks of the season. Trade your keeper tight end with huge upside to a division rival. What was your thought process behind that? I mean, I was in class. I was really bored. Um, I was <laughs> looking at like the waiver line, like just trying to figure what I was gonna do, and I saw as the any Seahawks... football story starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bored. <laughs> Want to saw... trade? I saw the Seahawks trade their backup tight end. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They did. And I saw Disley was out there. And I originally had, like, I was just going to put, like, a $10 bid on him. Just, like, a casual bid. I was like, whatever I give him, I get him. 
But then I was thinking, I was like, damn, man, I'm really going to be starting Kenyon Drake and Giovanni Bernard at running back this week because Le'Veon Bell is an absolute coward to have a bye week this week. And then I looked at Tucker's team. I was like, oh, he's Vern Davis. He can use a tight end. But I don't want to text him right away because I don't seem too eager. But then in the morning, the stars aligned, and he was like, hey, um, I'm looking for a tight end. So I texted him. And then, well, actually, when I thought that, that's when I like, increased my bid to make sure I got him to cover my butt if mm-hmm. I trade Kittle. Um, so I was like, you know what? Running back's more valuable than tight end. So I actually got a legit RB2. So I'm not starting Kenyon Drake next week which is pretty nice. He had a game in his life. And, uh, yeah, that's why I traded uh, George Kittle. It sucks, but I need an RB. I definitely like the the move. It, it, it's ballsy for sure because Kittle has had a couple touchdowns called back this year that weren't his fault that they were called back, but they were called back nonetheless. They didn't show up in the stat sheet. So Jimmy G still targeting him. It just hasn't happened yet for him whether it's good or bad. Um, but I, I definitely like the ballsy move, and you needed a running back. Everyone knew that. And with Le'Veon Bell on uh, on by, it only increased your need in the short term for one. Are you worried about, one, Lindsey against Jacksonville this week, and two, Royce Freeman possibly stealing some some work away from Lin- from Lindsey? Uh, no. Um, I can't remember. What I, I read something about Royce Freeman. Let's see if I can find it. But Jacksonville's all right. I mean, they shut down the GOAT, Derrick Henry, who's no longer the GOAT because he's no longer on my team. <laughs> but uh, Royce Freeman has been a little limited in practice with a shoulder issue. And then Lindsey, they were pretty close in carries. I tried to get Royce Freeman, but David was, like, way overvaluing the fifth-string running back on the team because he's David. Um but with his injury and how much he got the workload last week, I was like, whatever. I mean, I won with Kenyon Drake in my lineup, so fuck every single one of y'all. Um, I just wanted to prove y'all that I could do that, and I did. Um, so F all y'all. Um, but no, I mean, if, if he gets me double digits every week, I'll be happy because I was looking at like three to four points out of my running backs this week. So That's fair. Um, I pulled up – I hadn't looked up to – looked at it previously but i looked it up now disley was by far the most bidded on player the next highest bid was only eight dollars but there was eight eight seven six five uh all for disley so ryan did what he needed to do secured disley um another funny one is that uh after spent twelve dollars on kyle island the next highest bid was three dollars so <laughs> Eftis going to Eftis. Um, another one I didn't show up when I looked at it, so I had to look on the computer, but David added Darrell Williams for $15. Kind of a steep price for a third-string running back, but we'll see how uh, Shady and Damian Williams play out as far as injuries go. Uh, but that kind of does it for the cleanup. I'm sure some more trades are on her horizon. But we're going to switch it up this episode. Rather than doing our matchups, we're going to do matchups around the NFL. That way we can talk about all the players at once. We'll talk about the lines, what we like, what we don't like, and it'll just be more efficient that way. So obviously we're recording um, about at halftime of the Packers-Eagles game. Um, Christian, what are your thoughts so far about this game? Obviously Devontae Adams is going off, but – 
I mean, Jamal Williams going down is a huge, huge deal. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Packers-Eagles? Man, damn it. Well, so I actually just got home and did not know Jamal Williams just went down. So good to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Christian. No, no, no. (laughs) But my other side, what I was saying before, it's about time with Devontae Adams, like you were saying. I have him in another lead. I have that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack going on. So I know Joel's going to have a lot to say on it, but I'm glad to see that finally working out. Like it kind of just seemed like it was an anomaly that wasn't working. It's Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, the other GOAT, I may say. But, yeah, go Packers because I hate the Eagles still. So. <laughs> I mean, but it was I definitely – Like I said, so. Yeah. It was definitely due. You knew Adams wasn't going to suck forever. Um, Joel, as our resident Packers fan in the league, um, <laughs> David's kind of a closet Packers fan, but you're the more outspoken Packers fan. Um, they've oh, yeah. definitely been blessed with a much better defense than in years past or basically at any point during Aaron Rodgers' career. So that's kind of affected the offense uh, a lot the start of the year, but then they play – a team like the Eagles that's crafty enough to get by a good defense. So that pushes Aaron Rodgers to do more, throw the ball more and target his guy more. Um, So we talked about a little bit already, but Adams is doing well, but Rodgers still isn't quite Rodgers. So how worried about you? How worried are you about Rodgers now? Yeah, I am. Especially after watching that fumble, I am a little worried. He hand. was holding the um, I think I just pooped, but that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> we, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm happy about Adams, but, again, I know, yeah, the defense has been good, so they haven't had a need to throw. I mean, and, uh, you know, their running game has been working out so far. They've been doing what they need to do. But, again, that's also all, again, I mean, game script. Devontae Adams has been doing well because they've right. been playing tough defenses. I mean, directly impacts Aaron Rodgers, obviously, too. So a little more worried than I am about Devontae Adams. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I'll make some, I'm, I'm looking to make some moves soon. So <laughs> I feel like we hear that every week with you. Not that that's a bad thing, but there's always hey, moves to be made. <laughs> um, Ryan, on, on the Eagles side of the ball, uh, you just acquired Alshon. He scored a touchdown earlier in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Alshon and Eagles offense as a whole, what do you like? What do you don't, what do you not like? Um, I didn't know Alshon Jeffrey was playing this game. I thought he was still hurt. So I was pretty surprised to see he was playing and kind of happy. Cause I was like, damn, I need to just trade for an injured player. But I don't know. I feel like Carson Wentz kind of has a lot to prove just cause he's like six and eight in his last 14. And, you know, they were a lot better with big dick Nick, but I feel like mm. the Eagles kind of just been, underperforming a little bit bad luck like they had bad luck against the lions last week and they're doing pretty well against the packers whose defense has been legit um i think they have a pretty high ceiling there's just a lot of freaking playmakers in that offense yeah for sure the ball could really go anywhere but it looks like wentz and alshon when they're both healthy have a good connection so i imagine that's going to be a pretty good pickup for you and we'll see if Lindsay can deliver on the high price you had to pay to acquire him um packers came in to this game as four and a half point favorites they are currently down one with the eagles on the green bay one as halftime is approaching uh how do you guys think this 
All right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm a little late. Um, how do you guys think this game ends? Um, Aaron Rodgers comeback, baby. To Devontae Adams. Two more <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. We're thriving. I just want to All see right. Dak Ertz get some type of uh, action, and then it can go whatever way it wants to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that narrative of like you know every once in a while where Aaron Rodgers starts off bad and uh, then he kind of gets it go. I think this is right here. That uh, you know however many years ago it was when he played the Eagles and they you know back and forth. I think that was when Vic was playing, right? Uh, that one big game. I can't remember uh, yeah, what year that so. was. Twenty like uh, thirteen. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm thinking thinking same same deal here. I'm hoping for the same deal. <laughs> I mean, Rogers said he wanted Adams to get the ball more, so he's gonna get the ball in the second half. So I don't really think you have anything to worry about him. Um, whatever Rogers wants, they're gonna get. So Adams is gonna eat. Feed Devonte Adams. All right, so let's move on and talk about the Titans and the Falcons. Falcons come in as four-point favorites. Obviously, you're gonna start uh, Julio and Derrick Henry. But, Joel, what other starts or sits in this matchup do you like? Uh, I, um, there's not really much I like about it, A, because Tennessee, they're, I don't know, I think. They've got a I scrappy defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, Mike Rabel over there coaching them up. I'm not surprised, but, like, I could definitely see. I mean, I'm sure Julio, you know, he'll get his, his nice, his nice, He'll probably be more close to do his floor, um, but I, I I could see this being a pretty low-scoring game. Their line is bad, um, and yeah, they just are scrappy. They, Mike Rabel knows what he needs to do to win. So um, yeah, outside of that, they'll just be ground and pound with Derrick Henry. Um, but of course, if Matt Ryan does figure out a way, I mean, he always seems to figure it out. I have him in another another money league, and he always starts off ass, and then all of a sudden, I'll look. Five minutes later, and I'll have like two touchdowns, extra two hundred yards. So you can do that too. Yeah. But yeah, my money's on Tennessee, just kind of, kind of keeping it, keeping it tight. You know. Yeah, Matt Ryan definitely is no stranger to throwing interceptions, multiple interceptions, but he always finds a way to provide enough value to give you a decent fantasy day, regardless of the turnovers. Uh, Ryan, as our resident tight end expert. Uh, Austin Hooper um, has a nice target share this this year. Always a wet red zone threat. Um, whoa, Siri just popped up for Go no reason. Um, What's up, Siri? Uh, <laughs> uh, Austin Hooper is he kind of a sneaky start this week? Um, that's pretty tough. I feel like the Titans' defense plays everyone pretty well, um, but. Devontae Freeman has been struggling. They've been trying to get to him, but their line's so bad, so they're going to be pass-happy. So the Titans are going to yeah. focus on um, Julio Jones and um, uh, Calvin Ridley. Oh, I just rem- I just realized uh, Malcolm Butler is going to be covering Julio Jones, so Julio Jones is probably going to have like 700 yards this game because he's the <laughs> most overrated corner in the league. Um, no, but- that's Josh Norman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Austin Hooper is going to get forgotten about and so he's going to be get his options over the middle. So I feel like you could expect a nice like eight to eleven point game from him, especially from Titans this mm-hmm. year. That's like pretty decent. Yeah, you'll definitely take that. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson on my team has had one catch for seven yards and then one catch for one yard. 
past two weeks, so I would gladly take <laughs> eight to eleven points. Um, Christian, so Falcons minus four. Who who do you like? You know, looking at this game, I always kind of find that the Titans always find a way to win these type of games where, you know, the Falcons. It is kind of a trap themselves. game. Yeah. Yeah. The Falcons haven't proven themselves yet this year. And just like last year when we saw the Patriots go in there and they lost to the Titans, like I always think that the Falcons are kind of held on that standard, not high as the Patriots, but they're held in like that one of those teams in the NFL that's always expected to be good, especially with all the talent they have. So I think, you know, the favorite falls on the Falcons side, but I think the Titans find a way to come out and win this game, especially Derrick Henry. I think he's a big factor. Yeah, it it definitely could flip to a positive game script for the Titans, and then Derrick Henry just runs over that defense that just lost Keanu Neal, uh, which is really one of their only good players on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Mary and anyway, Ryan. What was that? Shouldn't have traded oh, Derrick Henry, Ryan. Dude, Mariota is the fourth best quarterback in the division, and they're starting like three backups. Oh, Rodgers. <laughs> he is so bad. Damn. Yeah, it, it's not good, but if it does, if their defense does uh, turn it into a positive game script similar to what the Colts did to the Falcons last week, it could just be Derrick Henry's game, and who knows what can happen. We've seen Derrick Henry take over before, so... Joel and Ryan, do you like the Falcons to cover or do you like the Titans to uh, pull off the upset? Falcons. Plus, plus four? Uh, minus four for the Falcons. Falcons are favored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get bold here. Let's go Titans. Ooh, I like it. So, I yeah, I don't prob- know if they'll win, but at least I don't think, I don't think they'll cover. No. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, so probably one of the games of the week, we have Patriots undefeated, as per usual, going to Buffalo, also undefeated. Patriots seven-point favorites. Um, I mean, I'm joined by Patriots fans galore. So I'm taking the uh, Patriots if they're favored by 21. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Bills have a scrappy defense. Like I, I fully expect the Patriots to win, but... I'm curious to see if the Bills can keep the Patriots at bay. Um, I mean, Sony Michelle hasn't looked good even in plus matchups. Uh, granted, they didn't have James White last week, and Rex Burkhead, he can fill in literally at any time and be great. Ooh, what a catch. My um, God, what a catch. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Devontae Adams. Was <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, what is your thought on the possibility of a Bills upset here? Um, it is in Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo usually plays them pretty tough. Um, I know Brady's numbers against Buffalo are kind of stupid, but they usually get them little fits. Um, they do have the defense to do it, and they just got to get to Brady, which I feel like their front can. Um, and they also have the great home field advantage. So, I mean, they just got to get to Brady up the front if they're going to do it. Um, Patriots defense hasn't allowed a touchdown since ASC championship game. So uh, the guy who <laughs> looks great in shorts, Josh Allen, he's going to run one in. Bold prediction. I mm. love me some Josh Allen for sure. Uh, Joel, <laughs> actually, no, we'll, we'll go to Christian since he's more unbiased uh, in this situation. Uh, Christian, obviously, 
I can't even say obvious. Like you're probably going to start Tom Brady. You're probably going to start Julian Edelman. Josh Gordon, is this a matchup where you would look to start Josh Gordon or are you looking elsewhere uh, for a wide receiver? The thing with Josh Gordon to me is, is that I always feel like starting him is, isn't as big as the risk because there's always the potential of him getting that like 70-yard touchdown or something right. about him getting five catches for you know seven yards each. Like There's always that potential with him. But to be honest, like Buffalo's defense, I keep hearing how they got a little bit of like a sleeper going on over there. So you never know. But, you know, Josh Quinn hasn't done well in the past. So I think maybe it's time for him to flip it up and maybe he'll get that feeling emotionally, if you know what I mean. But I think it's time for him to have a statement game well. soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think could... it's time for him to have a statement game, and I think this is a good opportunity for him, especially, you know, he is the guy, the deep threat guy now, and he needs to put something going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, two things to that. I think this could be more of a neutral game script than the Patriots have seen so far this year. Obviously, their defense hasn't allowed a touchdown like Ryan since last year, um, and the Bills do have a scrappy enough defense to – probably keep their offense in close in the game it's just whether their offense can put up points against the Patriots defense um but it's almost like Philip Dorsett is the deep guy now and Josh Gordon's kind of like when he's open he gets the ball but Dorsett almost looks like the the deep threat now um so we'll see threat, yeah yeah We'll see if the neutral game script or at least perceived neutral game script uh, yields better results for Josh Gordon. Um, but I assume you all are taking the Patriots minus seven. Oh, yeah. 100%, baby. Yeah, I figured. That all defense right. is just whew. unreal. Yeah. Keep sucking your own dicks. I fucking love it. All right. So let's move on to. They shut, hey, they shut hey, you guys do that break. enough. All right. It's my turn. Now. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to Chiefs Lions. I love this game this week. Uh, I think, I think the Lions will make it a game. I'm not going to take uh, the Lions to upset the Chiefs by any means, but I think it could be a shootout because Matthew Stafford is uh, no stranger to throwing it deep and throwing the interception if it means the possibility of a touchdown. Um. Basically, my advice is start everyone you have on this team. I mean, that's really all I can say. Uh, Christian, as I guess the I believe the only I have T.J. Hawkinson. I'm starting him out of necessity. I got Marvin Jones. Oh yeah, you have Marvin Jones, but you also have good enough receivers to play over Marvin Jones. Christian's really the only one who has someone like in this race. Demarcus Robinson, huge week in week two, kind of a down week definitely less than you expected last week. What's your confidence in this matchup of DeMarcus Robinson? Uh, you know, I'm not too confident if I'm going to be honest here. I just Ooh. may have jumped the gun a little bit on him. But again, Is that the $35 my... guy? 37. Yeah, yeah. 37. <laughs> All right, so Byron Morris after one week. <laughs> but... I'm not going to say Hand anything up. yet, but, you know, the 
The only reason why hmm. I got a decent amount of points last week is that because of that unbelievable catch he had in the end zone, and like, you know, that was a right. I would say almost a lucky a lucky catch. And so I guess he needs to prove it this week I, again. Like, it was the Ravens last week, so maybe the Lions will help him out. But I'm just a little worried on that because I figure. Patrick Mahomes, instead of just looking downfield for Tyreek the whole time, he's more looking just for the open guy, and everybody can get open on that offense. So I don't know if he has a number one guy he's looking for every time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's almost like, yeah, like you said, Mahomes can do whatever the fuck he wants, so he just throws it to who's open. So it's really, if you're open, you get the ball. If not, then tough yeah. shit. What's this up? is the first time Mahomes is ever going to play in the Dome. You know, young quarterback. He hasn't really done much in the league, so I'm expecting big things from this Patrick Mahomes guy. So, Tucker, if you're listening, I say start Patrick Mahomes this week. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a tough one. I don't know. Man. Pretty, pretty <laughs> risky advice there. Uh, he's, never played, he's never played guru, the Dome before, know? so he could be a bust, but you never know. Um. But, yeah, we're not going to spend too much time on this game just because it looks like a shootout. If it walks like a shootout, talks like a shootout, it's probably a shootout. Um, so Chiefs minus six and a half, it might be low, but what do you guys think? Um, when in doubt, hit the Chiefs to cover. I don't really think yeah. Matthew Stafford can keep up. Like, he's pretty solid, but I don't know. I feel like the dude's he's always not prone home. for, like, three – turnovers or stuff but like Mahomes is just a yeah. god Stafford is the great value Mahomes it's when you're trying to save some money you just go for Matthew Stafford like me this week yep uh Joel Christian oh. Chiefs minus six and a half do you like him to cover yep yeah yeah, yeah. that's all I gotta say about that yeah. so we're all on the Chiefs yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to kind of a less interesting matchup, but Colts Raiders uh, Colts coming in as seven point favorites. Uh, chances are you're going to start your Colts. Uh, big news is we'll have to see if T Y Hilton will play Ryan. You're our resident T Y Hilton owner. What is your, level of concern on T.Y. Hilton and do you feel confident in your backup plan if he does not play? Um, I just want to say it's really rude for him to come out after the first half because he had 20 points going into halftime and then he you know hurt his quad but everything I said it seems like it was just precautionary but I feel like with the quad you don't really know and it could linger. Could linger. Um, he's a game time decision and if he's out I mean I'll just start Marvin Jones who Matthew yeah, we just Stafford talked about, been, yeah. Yeah, has been getting it to him, so I feel like he'd be pretty solid backup in the flex. Um, but Brissett's looked really good so far this year. He's um, efficient so, as he- all hell. Yeah, I think he started like 16 for 16 last game. Um, he's looked really good. He's clicking the offense, so I think Colts easily won this game. The Raiders are so bad. Yeah. Um, I w- With Brissett, I mean – not throwing for a ton of yards, but week one, two touchdowns, week three, three touchdowns, or week two, three touchdowns, last week, two touchdowns. Um, so he's being efficient. He's hitting T.Y. Hilton. We'll have to see what a game looks like without T.Y. Hilton, but if you're going to lose T.Y. Hilton for a game, you're, you're, the Raiders are a good game to lose T.Y. Hilton for. 
um joel as our resident darren waller uh uh owner i mean Prize of the year. Thir- 13 for like 130 some last week he's just getting the jared cook treatment except it's like twofold or two times as much he's literally the only target because tyrell williams gets double covered because he's the only receiver so waller just gets peppered with targets uh i don't think we're anyone's expecting a game like last week but are you feeling good about waller in this matchup against a underrated colts defense oh yeah i mean i know obviously the colts uh being obviously i'm all into known what's going on with waller so i know the colts are they're pretty weak as far as uh defending against tight ends goes i think they're like sixth or seventh most points tight end in the league or something like that uh, to this point. So, yeah, I mean, what? plus I got Jimmy Graham. So I'm definitely starting Waller. I feel good about it. And then on the other end, I got Mac running the ball, especially if, you know, I something happened to EY. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, this game will be a good one for me at least. Um, and I, <laughs> as far as how it goes, the results of it, I don't really care as long as it's high scoring. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I uh, do we all like the Colts minus seven? Yeah. If, yeah. if Ty is gone, I it could be closer. That's fair. I'm I'm sure the line. Ty, they're running back. Ty is not there. Back. I can see them not covering and still winning. Yeah, if Ty is not there, Marlon Mack might be in line for a huge game, and maybe someone like Eric yeah. Ebron as well. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, a game we really don't have to talk much about is Chargers Dolphins. Basically, start your Chargers. Um, oh man! Hey, but, hey. W- one thing we can talk about though, uh, man, it's so nice having everyone here. Christian, we got the big news this week. Melvin Gordon is coming back. Not this week, but most likely the week after. It remains to be seen what his workload will be like, what his role in the offense will be. Uh, obviously, he knows it. It's not like it's a new regime or anything like that, but Eckler's been amazing, so there isn't really a need for Gordon necessarily, but if you have Gordon, you're going to play him. Obviously, fourth-round pick. Time out what? real quick. Shakira what? and J-Lo for halftime show at Super Bowl? in Miami. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know J-Lo. Oh, yeah. I thought J-Lo was a dancer, not a singer, but all right. <laughs> she does it all, man. Yeah, I saw her in the movie Hustlers. You see her uh, do, like, a stripper pole routine. Oh, I oh, got oh, All right. I'm so A-Rod is one lucky Hold on, guy. boys. I'll be back. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just meet your bike, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but start your chargers. Uh... It's really, <laughs> really all we can say. But Christian, your team's looking optimistically good, um, especially with how bad Sonny Michelle's been this year. I'm sure getting Melvin Gordon back soon is just a godsend. So, congrats, your team yeah. is better than mine. Um, Ryan, you meant you mentioned it before. You're kind of doing it this week out of necessity. But Kenyon Drake, I mean, do you think he provides you with a decent enough game this week? Hey, Kenyon Drake would have had the game of his life if he didn't fumble. Um, he was looking at ten point four points. Yeah, so would Chris Carson. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not wrong. That is the game of his life. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, he's good, just in a terrible situation. If he gets me at least five points, I'll be happy. 
<laughs> All right. The bar is five points. Set your expectations low and you cannot be disappointed. All right. Chargers minus 15 and a half. It's actually gone down as the week has gone on. Uh, do we like the Chargers to cover or did the Dolphins sneak one out and get a win against the spread? Despite Kenyon Drake's three rushing touchdowns, uh, Chargers <laughs> cover. <laughs> Joel Christian. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm going to real here. Come on. Don't, uh, I'll go with the bold thing and say the Chargers don't cover. <laughs> the Dolphins looked good for like two drives. They looked very good for like two drives last week, and then they just gave up. So we'll see. All but right. if the Chargers don't cover, and then the coaches will be like, "All right, let's get Melvin Gordon in there. That's all we need, and that's what I, <laughs> that's all I need." So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon, who's going to be inactive for the game. Yeah, let's get him in there. All right. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to Browns and Ravens. Uh, Browns have been extremely disappointing. Uh, Ravens have been surprisingly good this year. Baltimore comes in as seven-point favorites at home. Um, Christian, you can't like what you've gotten so far out of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't believe you're starting him this week. I believe you're going the Andy Dalton route, uh, which probably doesn't feel good either. But how do you feel about your quarterback situation and Baker Mayfield in particular? Pure disgust, man. Pure disgust. (laughs) I picked Baker this year thinking that he was going to be like a Lamar Jackson doing right now, having – you know, like 50% of his workload being passing yards and then the other 50% being him rushing it. And I thought Baker was going to be that type of quarterback, but I was wrong, man. And, yeah, I don't know if this is the week for him to turn it around either because Baltimore's been showing up pretty good recently. So, But not feeling really good about Andy Dalton either, so it's just not a good week for me at all. (laughs) In conclusion, you're fucked. Um, Yeah. But – the whole Baker thing and your thoughts on Baker is a good uh, foreshadowing for a segment we're going to do a little bit later. But, Ryan, you traded for Odell. He did enough to get you the win last week, just narrowly in a high-scoring affair. Um, Odell seems safe to an extent. His floor seems pretty safe, but it also doesn't seem like that boom isn't as big as we've been accustomed to Odell having in the past. What's your confidence level in him going forward? I mean, I'm not really worried about it. Um, I do think, you know, reality is hitting the Browns, and they're not nearly as good as everyone thought they were going to be, except for me, like I said in the first episode, not to toot my own horn. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's fine. Like, he's going to get the volume. Their play call the last drive was so, so bad. (laughs) But I feel like they'll correct by going normal. Like, just just give him a quick slant. That's all I ask for. Um, but more a Evans, nine draw that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just genius. I mean, <laughs> Mike Evans is no longer sick. He's no longer a coward. He takes two weeks to get over the flu. So I mean, if I just get like 13, 14 plus points from every week, I'll take it. Even twelve plus points, especially if Hilton keeps up his production. So is Evans. Yep, Ryan, you're looking to stay undefeated. Uh, crucial matchup this week without Le'Veon Bell as he is on pie, on bye. Jeez. Um, Joel, Ravens minus seven. Do you like them to cover? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously last week they were playing against the Chiefs, so 
that's we're not going to see that kind of defensive performance from them uh, this week. I think this will be more of a defensive. Uh, I, guess, I don't know what do you call it? Shut shut down. Affair. Off? Like yeah, defense. Yeah, defensive affair. Um, I don't have the confidence in Baker. I think Odell's floor is a lot lower than it than it has been in the past. He's always gonna be good for that game where maybe you know get a hundred yards. Say Baker's or maybe floor is lower than there, in the past. No, he said Odell. Did I say bigger. Uh, Odell. I was, like, I was like, "Is it right?" <laughs> so um, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan Christian, Ravens minus seven. Do you like it, or do you think the Browns can pull off the win against the spread? Slapping the Ravens button right now. Honestly, yeah, I I I want the Browns to be good. I want to be on the band. Well, I am on the bandwagon. I admitted that, but obviously the bandwagon is not very fun at this point in time. So I want them to win, but I think the Ravens have it, and I don't think it's all that close. Just give me a touchdown, though. That's all you asked about. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Bandwagon's only got one instrument. <laughs> I'm gonna stick on. I'm gonna stick on the wagon, and I'm gonna say Miles Garrett causes issues for Lamar Jackson, and the Browns come out with a win this week. Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. interesting. All right. uh, that front line, D line at Cleveland is not bad. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the one thing that's kind of lived up to expectations. But also the Browns are by far the most penalized team in the league. So obviously yeah. that does not help them whatsoever, no, regardless of how good their defensive line is. All right, so we're moving on to the Buccaneers traveling to Los Angeles with the Rams as nine-point favorites. It has actually dropped a point from 10 to 9. Ryan, Mike Evans, huge, huge, huge game last week. I'm sure that was, like, just a huge weight off your shoulders after two down weeks. Granted, he was sick, but three touchdowns, 46 fantasy points. Obviously, you fucking love to see it. Uh, what is your expectation going into a tough matchup against the Rams? Um, it it depends on Jameis. Like Jameis has actually looked pretty competent this week this year. Because like even the games when when um when Evans didn't do well because he was sick, he he could have scored a lot more. Um, his volumes there, so it really just depends on how Jameis does with that pass rush coming at him. But I feel like you no, know, if I get like. Eight catches, like sixty yards, maybe a touchdown if I'm feeling a little spoiled. But somewhere like you know, sixteen points, I'll be happy with. But I can also I'm like five. <laughs> Joel, we can hear you eating. Damn, I'm like holding them. I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> even I can hear you, dude. <laughs> I forgot what that was. <laughs> He's like, oh. yeah. I'm sitting over here, and I was, like, pulling my hearing aids out of my ears to make sure, like, they're all good. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, we'll see, because, obviously, if you get good Jameis, you get good Mike Evans. And if you get bad Jameis, you get, like, decent Mike Evans, because he always has a good floor. He's a damn good receiver. He's one of the only receivers in NFL history to have, like, a 1,000 receiving yards in every uh, year uh, to start his career. I think this is his sixth year. Um, so obviously a great receiver oh, wow. year in and year out. Um, so should be okay, but we'll see if 
uh, which damage shows up. Um, Christian, on the Rams side of the ball, it's definitely been a lot different than what we saw last year with Sean McVay and company. Jared Goff has looked terrible. Todd Gurley, I don't know what the fuck is going on. They're not using him in the passing game, so he's his value is way, way down. Robert Woods has been awful. Really, the only good part of the offense has been Cooper Cup, but that's because it's Jared Goff's favorite target. So out of all the Rams weapons, and there's a lot of them, who do you like to have a big game this week? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Brandon Cooks on that one. I think the matchup suits him well, and you know, I feel like Tampa Bay has some problems in their defensive back area, so Brandon Cooks is my guy for this week. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, I mean, obviously it could be any guy any given week, but Brandon Cooks in particular had a great week, um, I mean, at the expense of Robert Woods, but Brandon Cooks can go off at any time. He's very hot and cold, but last week, eight for 112, phenomenal, Um, and he didn't even have a touchdown, and he still put up. 21 fantasy points, you will take that. So it could be Brandon Cooks. Um, it could be Robert Woods. It could be Cooper Cup. Fuck, it might be Malcolm Brown. Who the fuck knows? Um, it's really a toss-up this year with your Rams, so we'll see. But Rams, nine-point favorites. This one, at least for the spread, it seems like a trap to me. I Like, I want to take the Rams, but for some reason, something's telling me Bucks is... Am I the only one on that? No, I, I think yeah. Bucks cover. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I think Joel's the only one. I guess the, I am. Apparently I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because uh, obviously it, like, we'll know so quick into the game if we have good Jameis or bad Jameis. But I feel like this could be pretty close, and I would not be shocked if the Rams lose. Because the mean, Rams have not looked good. Look at Look at the Rams so far. Like, Cam Newton was dead. Drew Brees got hurt. And the fishing was bad in that game, and they won against the Browns because of Freddie Kitchens. Like they haven't really looked too good in their games. There hasn't I mean, been a statement win yet. Yeah, and they they're at home, and they kind of didn't too too hot last year at home. Um, they won, but they beat. I was actually right now they beat the Packers, Seahawks, Chiefs by a combined total of ten points, and their offense isn't nearly as good. I don't know. I mean, I I think they still win, but I don't think they cover the spread. Yeah, I I can see it happening. So it's a certainly a game to watch. Um, another game that should be like pretty easy to determine, but you never know. Um, Seahawks traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals have been super hyped with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and this up tempo offense. And what do they have show for it? They have a tie. Um, but no wins. Uh, they have the visiting rival Seattle coming in. Seattle, I think they were a little too comfortable uh, going up against a Drew Breesless Saints last week, um, and they got shocked. The Saints had a nice uh, kick return touchdown and then a defensive touchdown that certainly helped them out, helped their cause. Camaro went back to beast mode and absolutely put the team on his back. So we'll see if David Johnson or maybe Kyler uh, can do something like that. But Joel, uh, on the Seahawks side of the ball, I know 
you and I were on the same page that we love Chris Carson. Dude's got a problem. He cannot hold on to the ball. Cardinals defense sucks, though. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, we saw, like, I, I always remember Tiki Barber. Like, he Ooh. had the itis so bad. <laughs> I'm like, that was when I first started playing fantasy football and I had Tiki Barber. And plus, like, his mother-in-law lived in Hayfield, so everyone, like, yeah. was looking for Tiki Barber. But uh, I, that was my first case of having a player with the, the itis. And now it's PTSD with Chris Carson. But you, like me, are still very high on Chris Carson. Is this a bounce-back week for him? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean... Pete Carroll came out and said that they're going to show him that they trust, you know, that they trust him and that. Right. You know, so I, I think he's just so, he's so dang talented, man. I mean, especially with, I don't know what the deal is with Sean Penny. I know he was hurt last week. Um, it doesn't look like but, he's going to play as of now. Yeah. So with that said, I mean, precise. Yeah. He had that short span when he was really good. However many, you know, how many years ago that was, but uh, nah, Chris Carson's too talented. If he does fumble two times again, I mean, maybe even one time, he might. I would be worried, but just as long as, as long as he can hold on to the ball, I know he hasn't shown it, but he, he's just. I really like him still, so. Um, I do too, and I'm praying that he bounces back, so I have some stability at the running back position because I have zero of that right now. Um, Christian, Christian Kirk, Christian, Christian Kirk. Um, I mean, 10 receptions, only 58 yards, but obviously in a PPR league, that's still very productive. Um, it was a, a weird matchup against the Panthers. Kyler came out hot and cooled down crazily in the second half. Did not look good, but Christian Kirk still had a good game. Do you feel comfortable starting him against a still a pesky Seattle defense? I do because I think we're gonna have a low key shootout this weekend in that game. Oh, that's bold. I like it. But my whole idea is that over under forty eight points. By the way, what's that? The over under for the game is forty eight points. So uh, imp- uh, implied yeah. that the Seahawks win like twenty nine to to twenty or something like that. But my whole idea is that Christian Kirk is kind of like Kyle Murray's Edelman to Brady, if you know what I mean. He's always going to be there, just quick passes, move up field. That's great in PPR leads, and that's also great to, you know, move up field, get in the red zone. And that's why I think with the Seahawks defense, if they can just get off to a quick start like he did last week, you know, they can be a contender in that game. You know, I was, I'll admit it, I was a Kyle Murray hater when he was at Oklahoma. but I was know, as well. kind of seeing. I see that look in his eyes now. I, I feel like he's starting to like get the hang of it, get the swing of it, and everything. So he's got to figure out. The first yeah. Do you have to yeah, yeah. get down on your knees in order to look in his eyes? <laughs> you know, he's a small dude. <laughs> he he looks so funny next to his offensive lineman. It's like one of the, my favorite yeah. things. Um, his helmet on him he looks like a bobblehead <laughs> it looks like a funko looks pop. like an ankle biters yeah <laughs> ankle biters um, down the field. ryan seahawks minus five you like it or do you think the cardinals uh make it a game um 
It depends how it's the first three quarters because this uh, the Cardinals look so lost until the fourth quarter. Then they're yeah. like, oh yeah, like we're a football team. Let's they look terrible in the red zone too. Yeah, well that's just because their quarterback's four foot three. It's kind of hard <laughs> for them to see. But no, nah, I think there's too much experience on the Seattle side. I think they cover. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I'm sticking with you for this next matchup because I know you have an opinion on a certain quarterback in this matchup. We have uh, the Vikings traveling to Chicago. Chicago is only a two-point favorite at home in, in a division matchup. They are both two and one, trying to keep pace with the Packers. Um, Ryan, give it to me. What is your primary thought on this matchup? Um, Mitchell Trubisky's back. Um, big Dick Mick, Mitch. Um, he exposed the greatest defense in the NFL last week. Um, against the Redskins, he's back. He's got that confidence, <laughs> and you, and then you got the the Mister White himself. He uses tinfoil on his uh his grill on the his other grill. side, just, <laughs> who has like two of the best wide receivers in the league, but somehow can't like throw the ball to them. Um, but no, I I think it's gonna be a really low scoring game. Obviously, like you gotta start the obvious people like Cook, um, and then the Vikings receivers and Robinson as well. But I think both these defenses just go at it and make the other quarterbacks life hell for all four quarters. I can see it. I can certainly see it. Uh, someone was just mentioned, Dalvin Cook, Christian. He's been the absolute stud this year. Clearly the MVP thus far. Someone we thought would be good, but definitely has exceeded expectations. Dalvin Cook, toughest matchup of the year against a, a stout Chicago defense. Um, are you worried at all, or do you think Cook will uh, keep it going? Hold on, you ready? I'm ready. That was me knocking on wood. <laughs> you know, Dalvin Cook has been my team this year. I feel like he is my team. So I'm a little worried this week. I have terrible matchups all across the board, I think. But, you know, he could shock the world and just go off like he's been doing and just expose the Bears' defense, but he is the type of caliber player to do that, but you never know. I don't know. But you do have that Chicago Bears defense, which is pretty unreal-looking, so. Yeah, that it is. Um, so, Vike, or excuse me, uh, geez, Chicago, two-point favorites. Joel, who do you like? I like... Chicago. I'm a little biased. I got their defense, but I mean, they're just there's. It's I. I can't see how Dalvin Cook can, can make can just find the room. I. I think there's going to be all over him. They're all going to be over Kirk. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, that's just going to be. I think the defense. I can see defense is scoring more points, defensive touchdowns, and offensive touchdowns. Honestly, both way, either yeah. way. Because the Bears' offense is trash too. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I assume I'd you're yeah. you're taking the Bears as well. Go Bears. Yeah, and Christian, Bears or Vikings? I have to go Vikings because of my boy Cook. I love Kirk Cousins cool. to death, regardless of how uh, mediocre he is in actuality. So I will go Vikings as well. Um, so final three matchups of the week, we have Jacksonville going to the winless Denver Broncos. Yeah, that game so ugly. <laughs> very, very <laughs> ugly game. Um, Denver opens as three-point favorites, which is kind of surprising to me because they haven't really looked good. 
Um, but Joel, I mean, this has been your guy in the past. You unfortunately don't have him this year, but Emmanuel Sanders, what do you really make of him? Because he started the year looking great as the only reliable option for a Joe Flacco led offense. Then last week, I mean, two catches for like 30 yards, definitely not what definitely like a letdown, a buzz kill. Uh, especially coming off a 11-catch performance against Chicago. So what do you make of Emmanuel Sanders this week? I just want to say, called it. What, what I can't remember the last pod I was on, but whatever the segment was, I said, oh, it was people who are doing well that are going to regress. Emmanuel Sanders, I knew that was going to happen. Defense start keying in on him. Um, and then that's not going to be any different this week. I mean, J- J- Jalen Ramsey, what's his deal? Is he hurt? Is he playing? What? I I would imagine he doesn't play just because he's literally making up every excuse in the book to practice. Uh, yeah, he's had a made-up baby. Yeah, at first he was sick, and then he uh, like st- like strained his back, and now he's leaving to go to his the birth of his second child or whatever. So we'll see. I don't. It doesn't look like it to me. But uh, just because you said Sanders is gonna suck, I would imagine that Sanders goes off for like ten catches and yeah, I can see that too. Three but... touchdowns. Denver, no, yeah, I, I mean, this is really a toss-up. We'll, we'll see. But, Ryan, the the cold-blooded American himself, Gardner Minshew, do you think he can uh, hold the the fort down and get the win in Denver? No, because that elevation <laughs> does things to football. Football's um, the yep. dude's an absolute hero, and he, like, does his pregame stretches and his jock straps, so he's just an absolute alpha. But I think just being on the road, that's just too big of a task for him. Even though yeah, the Tom Denver Brady, offense sucks. Tom Brady does things to footballs as well. Um, so let's move on oh. to the Cowboys and Saints. Dallas is two and a half point favorites. Who that? Uh, it is in New Orleans, so could provide uh, a different or in it an advantage to the Saints because their crowd is one of the best in football. They looked great last week. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going without Drew Brees with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Um, but Christian, obviously you're going to start your Camara, your Zeke, your Cooper, probably your Dak as well. Uh, is there anyone else in this matchup you think is kind of a, a sleeper, kind of a sneaky start? Because this could easily be a shootout as well. Yeah, I going to go with Teddy Bridgewater on that one. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm always rooting for him. I always felt so bad for him with all of his injuries and everything. Yeah. Like, we all remember watching that Louisville just go off. Like, he was so good. But he's one of my guys. I think he could be almost getting Nick Foles-type character to him, being like the second-string quarterback that gets the starting quarterback contract the next year or whatever. I think he could make a name for himself if he uses this opportunity, but I'm always rooting for Tay Bridgewater. That's my guy, so. I like it. Uh, Ryan, I mean, this is uh, kind of an interesting matchup. Obviously, a low a low favorite for Dallas, so it could go either way, but what what's your thought on this game? I love that, like, everyone thinks the Cowboys are back when they played the three worst teams in the league <laughs> and they struggled for two quarters against the fucking Dolphins. Um, who that? Saints covering. Saints win this game. Cowboys are overrated. 
I like it. I mean, yeah, the ca- the three Cowboys opponents. Oh, well, I guess the Giants got a win last week, but it was because the Bucks cursed kicker uh, continues and missed a field goal. So the Giants should be winless as well. Um, but combined one and eight, they're uh, the teams they beat so far. So Cowboys could easily be overrated. This is their first real test, so we'll see if they can hold up. And then our final game of the week. We have Monday Night Football with uh, the two best teams in football, the winless Bengals traveling to the winless Steelers. Uh, Steelers, obviously, without Big Ben, their offense looks fucking terrible. Uh, The Bengals look better on offense, but have nothing to show for it. Uh, Christian, you said it earlier, you're starting Andy Dalton this week. You don't feel good, but what are your expectations? Uh... I'm expecting 200 plus yards, maybe a couple of touchdowns, and at least no, at most three interceptions. I'm hoping, <laughs> maybe a fumble. I like it. Um, Realistic expectations. Yeah, but <laughs> I always uh, feel like he could put up on a certain amount of points that could cancel each other out and put up, you know, 19, 20 points. That's all I'm asking right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a streamer, so we'll we'll see if he can uh, do the job. Ryan, he's no longer on your team, but I'm curious to see what you think about John Ross. You paid up for him. You flipped him in a deal for Odell. It seems like the right move after one week because John Ross went up against a tough Buffalo defense and struggled mightily. But do you think John Ross is for real, or do you think what he did last week is really who he is? No, I mean – if you look at his whole career, he's big play dependent, and he had Marvin two big Lewis plays. though. Marvin Lewis, hey, best coach of all time. Uh, <laughs> week one, when that when that pick up, pick up after week one, right? Yeah, after um, week one. Yeah, so like he had the big play. I mean, week two, he was having a dud of a game until he had his sixty-five yard touchdown. His time expired when the game was over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he was gonna have a dud right there. I just feel like he's just so big play dependent. I don't really know what you're gonna get from him. Um, but like oh, this game's so ugly. I feel like he's gonna be so up and down. Tyler Boyd's like the only consistent person in that offense. Tyler Boyd uh, looks besides. good. He does. He looks really good. Um, it's basically just him and Joe Mixon who get every single touch in that offense. Yep, and that brings me to my next point. Joel, Joe Mixon, he was your keeper. Uh, you had high hopes for him. He kind of salvaged uh, the week last week uh, with a bunch of receptions. Still not great on the ground. Uh, he's uh, in the bottom five in terms of yards per carry. Uh, Sealers' defense kind of looks decimated. They kind of look lost due, their, due to their offense. It's a team that's not used to being 0-3. Do you think Mixon has a good game, or is it still kind of a struggle for him? No, I think I think this is where he kind of turns it around. Um, actually, in the past, Andy Dalton has historically not done well against the Steelers. Granted, they yeah, they look absolutely clueless out there. Um but I can still the big division matchup. I could see them kind of stepping it up, um, and he kind of make, he, he's always going to make stupid mistakes. It's Andy Dalton we're talking about here. He's a ginger, so uh, <laughs> um, but he yeah. So I could see them having to rely on Joe Mixon, and he kind of I think he'll find some room this week. I'm hoping, but we will see indeed. Um, Pittsburgh three and a half point favorite. 
Steelers or Bengals? The game's going to end three nothing. I, I didn't know it was going to win. Like, this is going to be the worst game of the week. <laughs> so you're taking the Bengals because line is three <laughs> and a half. Anyway. I, just, I just hope the Steelers defense does okay. That's all I want. <laughs> Let's go Steelers. <laughs> all right, so that does it for our matchups this week. Um, so before we get into our final segment, let's just take a brief look at the matchups this week. Um, I am playing Tucker. We will see if I can survive the god that is Patrick Mahomes and uh, the the even better god that is Wayne Gallman. Uh, Christian, you're going up against the high-scoring threat. David, uh, like you said earlier, you have a, a couple of tough matchups, especially at the running back position uh, with Dalvin Cook going to Chicago and Sony going to Buffalo. Um and then obviously we we just talked about Andy Dalton, Christian. How are you feeling realistically about this this week in this matchup? Uh, this is going to be that weekend where I just watch the game and never check my phone to look at the game. <laughs> hey, but on, on the bright side, Melvin Gordon will be back next week. Just yeah, that's hang, how hang, that's yeah, hang your hat on that. Yeah. And Tyreek will be coming back, and I'm gonna yeah, have... Tyreek will be back soon. So. And, and Deshaun Jackson, so y'all better watch out. <laughs> uh, but the real sleeper to come back on your team is Nikhil Harry. Watch out. You know. <laughs> uh, so we move on. Eftis is playing Nate. Nate, the only winless team in the league. Uh, he is projected to win. Currently, he is projected to win by 12. Aguilar is currently putting a bagoose for Eftis. Uh, Crosby has eight points for Nate. Uh Nate's got some pretty good matchups, uh, but Eftis has Rivers and Eckler going up against Miami, so maybe that's enough alone to win. Uh, Jack is playing Ryan. Ryan, you are currently projected to lose by 142. Does that worry you? Um, you know, I'm just attacking my fate this week. I was the last remaining undefeated. I'll always have that, but I'm about to be 3 1 <laughs> after this week, so let's get it. <laughs> uh our division is extremely tough so if uh, if you do go down this week uh it really opens doors uh, and we'll see who can uh close the gap on you the little lord for our quads joel you are going up against red mamba josh wagner this week uh obviously a big performance from Devonte adams helps you a lot the rogers touchdown also helps um, because you fucking love your Packers, uh, I, I'm curious. Hey you have you have Mixon in your flex spot. Is that to are you demoting him to the flex position in order to motivate him? Nah, this is just a veteran move here. Late late Monday game, just putting him there so I can change him out if I need to. Um, I got John Brown. I'm probably gonna stay away from, but you know, always an option. But I like Adrian Peterson. At uh, against the Reds, or I mean against the Giants. So I've been kind of toying with that one too. So if I am going to bench anybody, I think it'll be Mixon. I think because if I start James White, I think uh, Sony's not going to be doing much against that stingy front line at Buffalo. But yeah, no, just purely more just because it was a Monday night game. I put him there. Smart, smart man. Uh, after a big start from Devontae Adams, he, <laughs> he as in Joel, 
Um, 17 point favorite going into this week. And last matchup of the week, uh, projected to be the low scoring matchup, we have Gary and we have uh, Ben Lamb. Gary, I mean, decimated at the running back position, started Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is Potential out. Rush to the... <laughs> Possibly. Um... Possibly you. <laughs> uh jamal williams rushed They're to the hospital so i don't think he will be getting any more points for gary sorry to say oh, that's huge if true so, huge if true. Watching. what <laughs> happened right. to him he died Oof. i actually i wasn't watching at that time either so i don't know what happened uh he okay. was running and he was really wrapped up and like this eagles linebacker just like sprinted at him and just speared him in the head it was the most unnecessary hit i've ever seen in my life Jesus. oh this is like brain stuff yeah no he he died <laughs> what okay. he knocked he out died. uh for a little he was <laughs> on the ground for like 10 minutes he did all right so but we'll I... move on to our final final segment and this is hand up we were wrong so we are going to pick a guy either that we thought would suck and has been great thus far or a guy that we thought would be great and has sucked thus far so hand up either way uh ryan why don't you start us off with your first guy? Hand up. Um, I thought this guy had the potential of being the fancy MVP of the year. I was eyeing him in all my mock drafts, but I went a separate way in the third round. Um, I thought Chris Carson was going to be a true RB1. I spoke highly of him before the year started, but oh, he has man. been a fumble this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I've been wrong about him. Uh, he's got the talent. and you know, that No, I get it because he's a running back and he plays football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's got the talent to bounce back, but that's what my As hands are about right now. You're right. You're right. Joel, hand up. Who you got? Um... Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'll put my hand up with Antonio Brown. I, I will, you know, my before I traded to get uh, that draft pick to get Devontae Adams. That's who I was kind of eyeing in the second round there. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just kind of thought he'd be at least peppered with targets, whether he was efficient or not at with the Raiders. I don't know, but um, yeah. So I'll, my hand, I'll put, I'll put my hand up on that one. You know, he did really, really well in uh, Oakland. <laughs> yeah i mean he did not have a drop that's how good he was uh christian h- hand up who you got yeah baker mayfield of course uh, <laughs> coming right back to it uh, yeah full circle here we on the pod the, yeah. yeah we were doing the pot or the the mod mock draft and i remember talking about getting baker mayfield earlier like i did in the fifth and I remember when I picked him, there was like a couple people on that patio that were kind of upset about it. So I knew I was like, all right, that was the right move. But, yeah, I don't know. I would say Sonny Michelle, but I think he still has a chance to turn it around. But yeah, Mayfield, he, he just looks lost. And that O-line does not help him out whatsoever. Right. And neither does the play calling. Um, Sony, yeah, definitely. He's still the red zone running back, so he could still have value. He just might turn into more of a touchdown dependent guy. So we'll see. How Sony bounces back, but Baker looks terrible. Um, my guy, hand up, Stefan Diggs. I thought he was yeah, same. Like, oh, that's a good I one. forgot he, about that. Yeah. I thought Stefan Diggs was like the granted the last guy, but the last guy of kind of that second tier of wide receivers. 
I was praying, hoping somehow he fell to me. I didn't have a third-round pick, so it was very unlikely. He got snatched up in the beginning of the third round, but he has been god-awful. No. That, Vi- that Vikings team just runs the ball. Uh, Ryan, what were you going to say? I did my trade. I can't remember I traded for the third-round pick. I think F this, so I can get yes. Stephon Diggs. I thought it was going to be so good. And as right now, I'm so happy I didn't get him. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, I if- was looking at him, too. If Diggs was there at the same time T.Y. was, would you have gone Diggs over T.Y.? I feel like I mm, I don't know. That was a conversation I had with myself before, but I always just – I in every mock draft I did, T.Y. went before Diggs. So right. I honestly don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, Lux still would have been in. So yeah, I true. think I would go T.Y., but – Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, Ian – and I can kind of group in Thielen time, with, yeah. with Diggs because I thought Thielen was going to be like Keenan Allen level. Obviously, Keenan Allen has been above Keenan Allen level, but I thought Thielen was going to be that consistent PPR guy. Just you don't worry about playing him each week. But, I mean, last week he was only good because he got the touchdowns. He only had three receptions. So uh, the Vikings receivers are definitely not as – Solid as they were last year, but uh, Ryan, who's your bitch, Jimmy Ooh. Graham? Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, Ryan, who's your second and final guy? Hand up. Um, shoot, that's tough. I I didn't think too ahead. Um, I I I I don't know. I I guess I'll go Lamar because he's on my team. He's the only person I think of. I draft him. I really didn't think he was going to be that good. I thought he was going to be like how he was last year, but he's been pretty decent so far. So I thought, you know, I'm only going to start him once, start a bye week, but he's kind of morphed into a guy I have to consider starting every week. So hand up with that. For sure. For sure. Uh, Lamar looks like a every week start at this point, but you have Watson. So fuck you for having options. Uh, Joel, <laughs> second and final guy, hand up. Who you got? Oh shit! Um, oh, Anthony Miller. Yeah, yeah. Anthony he had Miller. ten touchdowns last year. It was insane. Yeah. Which I mean, I know based off of you know how many how much he was targeted. You know, he was due for regression, but I kind of <laughs> thought he would step up more as just as a receiver as a whole and kind of be targeted more. I thought Mitch, you know, I, I thought that offense was going to be doing things, but yeah, so I hand up there. I'm about to, I'm probably going to be driving him here soon. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the bears offense just looks terrible, so I don't blame you whatsoever. Christian second and final guy hand up who you got. Uh, I'm going to have to go with DJ Moore. I thought he was going to be, especially I, Saw the situation with Cam, but I thought he was going to be somebody's potential keeping last year before dropping him. So I thought he was going to be somebody good this year. He hasn't been doing bad, but I thought he was going to be kind of a coming out star this year. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely wary of all Panthers receivers, so I completely get it. But DJ Moore looks like he's taking that second-year jump into a solid wide receiver role. Uh, my last guy, I'm kind of cheating here, and I'm going, if you look at our draft board, basically the first six picks of the fourth round because I got all of them wrong. I I mean, 
Melvin Gordon aside, because Christian, you took Melvin Gordon to start the fourth, but Kenny Galladay, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, Derrick Henry, James White. I got them all wrong. I could not have been <laughs> more wrong on every single one of them. Galladay, I thought, actually Galladay, I might have been right on. I thought he would still have good games, but he'd be very inconsistent so far. I mean, small sample size. He looks like that. Obviously, I thought yeah. David Montgomery would be top 10. He is definitely not going to be top 10. I thought Tyler Lockett would suck. Tyler Lockett does not suck. I thought Derrick Henry would suck. And I thought James White would suck. Neither of them suck. I could not have gotten the the fourth round any more wrong. So hand up. I am fucking terrible in the fourth round. You fool. I'm an idiot. So fucking stupid. (laughs) You're an idiot. All right, so I think that does it for this episode. Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Um, just thoughts and prayers, man. <laughs> for what? Just thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Joel, Christian, any reverse, final thoughts? Reverse the curse. Keep, the curse. Going. The curse. Keep it going, baby. Got to get back on track. Joel, I assume you're going to say something about the Packers. Yep, let's go Packers. <laughs> go Packers. Go. Go, go Packers. <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is starting to find himself a little bit. Oh, my God. He's starting. I'm, all right. I'm just going to leave it at Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Just, let's not go down this rabbit hole. So from Ryan, Joel, Christian, and myself, appreciate you guys listening. And as always, thank God football's back. I don't want no picture with the president. I just want to talk to the man. Speak for the boys in a bando. And my nigga never walking again. Apologize if I'm hopping again. I know these things happen often. But I'm back on the scene. I was lost in a dream as I write this a teen down in Austin. I've been building me a house back home in the South. My won't believe what it's costing. And it's fit for a king, right? Or a nigga that can sing and explain all the pain that it cost him. My 16 should have came with a coffin. Fuck the fame and the fortune. Well, maybe not the fortune. But one thing is for sure, though, the fame is exhausting. That's why I moved away. I needed privacy. Surrounded by the trees in Ivy League. Students that's recruited higher league. Thinking you do you and I do me. Crib has got a big old back of yard. My niggas stand outside and pass cigars. Filled with marijuana, laughing hard. Thankful that they friends are platinum star. In the driveway, there's no rapper cars. Just some shit to get from back and forth. Just some shit to get from back and forth. Welcome to the shelter, this is pure. We'll help you if you felt too insecure. To be the star you always knew you were. Wait, I think police is at the door. Okay, the neighbors think I'm selling dope. I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Selling dope. Neighbors think the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Some things you can't escape. Death, taxes, and a rape. This society to make every nigga feel like a candidate for a Trayvon kind of fate. Even when your crib sit on a lake, even when your plaques hang on a wall, even when the president jam your tape. Took a little break just to annotate how I feel. Damn it's late. I can't sleep cause I'm paranoid. Black in a white man territory. Cops bust in with the army guns. No evidence of the harm we done. Just a couple neighbors that assume we slang. Only time they see us, we be on the news and change. Damn. Don't follow me, don't follow me, don't follow me, don't follow me. Okay, the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Selling dope. I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Selling dope. Neighbors think I'm selling dope.
think I'm selling dope. I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Motherfucker, I am. I am. I am. I am. Motherfucker, I am. Neighbors think I'm selling dope. I am. I am. Motherfucker, I am so much for integration. Don't know what I was thinking. I'm moving back to Southside. So much for integration. Don't know what I was thinking. I'm moving back to Southside.